0: Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
1: Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind, I'm Brian McKellen. According to Chelsea News, blind and visually impaired people can play sports and exercise. I think that's no surprise to this audience. So what are some of the best sports and exercise tips that the blind and visually impaired can follow? Here to talk about these tips is Ed Plumashar, an adaptive technology specialist at Lighthouse Guild in New York. Hello, Ed. Hey, Brian. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. First, we want to know, before we get into sports, what the Lighthouse Guild is and what you do as its adaptive technology specialist. All right. Well, the Lighthouse Guild uh, International in New York City
0: is an agency that provides services to the blind and visually impaired. And we offer all kinds of vocational rehab services. Uh, We have medical personnel to deal with uh, medical issues. We have a complete low vision clinic. We do uh, behavioral health issues, psychologists, things like that. So it's it's a soup to nuts approach to uh, dealing with blind and visual impairment here at the Lighthouse uh me, I am the adaptive technology specialist here, so what I do basically is teach people how to use technology and computers to either regain their uh their independence, uh maintain their jobs and positions and or prepare for school.
1: This is really good. I understand you're also a sports enthusiast who knows <laughs> about that. Yeah. Well, I was always, I was always into sports growing up. I mean, I lost,
0: I lost my Vader, my vision later in life due to retinitis pigmentosa, but you know, I played little league baseball and soccer and, you know, was, you know, I wasn't very good at basketball, but I loved the game and loved to play it and things like that. So I was always, always active, ran track, things like that. Um, and then when I, you know, entered into the, the quote unquote, visually impaired blind community, I realized that you know there wasn't a lot of activity for me at that point. So I, I had to reach out and search. And uh, one of the first things I found was martial arts. We had a, a blind uh, sensei uh, who also had uh, retinitis pigmentosa, who ran a program in the town that I was living in. I got involved with that. And from there, I just ended up branching out and finding all kinds of sports to work with. And some organizations, I help start different programs and things from baseball to alpine skiing, cross-country skiing, water skiing. Uh, We've done surfing, horseback riding, um, goalball. I've never played, but I hear hear it's a great sport. I played beat baseball. I played an Italian version of a baseball, which I helped start a program here in New York City. So there's lots of things to do. Wait, the Italian version of baseball? Yeah, it's an interesting version of the game. They actually, uh, we actually started it here in New York City in 2015. And then in the fall of 2019, um, a team went to Italy to play in, in like a World Cup where you had teams from uh, Great Britain, Germany, France, Italy. And we had a team from the United States there.
1: How uh, how is this d- played differently from American baseball? So the
0: American version of the game is uh, the ball is about the size of a softball with an electronic beeper in it. And then the bases are first and third. You don't know which base is going to that you have to run to if you make contact with the ball. So it's whichever ball makes an audible sound. Once you hit the ball, you have to run to in the Italian version of the game. You actually run the bases. You you have to run to f- run and round first and make it the second base to be safe. The ball does not have any electronics in it. It just has bells in it, similar to, I guess, goal ball. Um, And then you do have a sighted player in the field on second base. So when a fielder fields the ball, that second baseman calls out that you know uh, the base, the base number, and you have to you have to get up and throw that ball. He has to catch it before that that runner makes it to second base. And and you have you have assistants around the bases that they they use audible clappers and things like that to let you know that you're running toward the base, and it gets quicker to let you know you're getting close to the base.
1: So I'm half it, Italian, so I may have to give that a try sometime. There you go. You should look it up. <laughs> I will. Uh, so the blind
0: can play sports, right? Oh, absolutely. And, and like anything else, you know, you have to do the same thing that everybody does. You just have to make sure that you're physically prepared to start. Um, the worst thing you could do is like is to, is to be a weekend warrior, but be a weekend warrior where you haven't done anything in a long time and go out there. And uh, if you're not properly conditioned, you can get hurt, you know, so you, you have to be in shape. Uh, work into it slowly. if you go, if you want to run, start walking first, you know, and then work into a slow jog and then move on to running, uh, to running, you know, either a 3k or a 5k. And, and, you know, I have many friends that run marathons. I have many friends who are blind, who are triathletes where, where they do swimming, biking and, and running. So it's, uh, it's just a matter of preparation
1: and, uh, safety first, um, yeah safety first um so going and getting conditioning you mean uh going to the gym lifting those weights doing the bike cross trainer well, those kind of activities, those kind of
0: activities, you don't have to necessarily go to a gym, you'd be surprised what what, uh, what some squats and some walking and some push ups can do for you. So it, it depends on the, uh, the extent that uh, you want to uh, get involved and in, in how competitive you want to be. But there is, there's lots of activities for lots of people to
1: do. And as we all know, doing these physical activities is important for a blind person's health and well being.
0: Yes, it's, it's a great Great thing for social uh, activities, which is very important because, you know, a lot of the times people who lose their vision later in life, all of a sudden they start to realize that they're shut in, they're not having a lot of contact or interaction with other people. So it's a great way to socialize, get out there, be active, be healthy. One of the things that I find very disappointing is how many people that, you know, they they start getting out of shape, they're not taking care of themselves, and they compound the issue that may have caused their blindness with other issues. I mean, one of the one of the great things that comes along, not a great thing, but one of the things that comes along and really impacts people is is diabetes. You know, some some many in our population are pre-diabetic, and if you doesn't take much to uh Of being sedimentary and not doing anything uh, just watching tv all day feeling sorry for yourself or listening to tv feeling sorry for yourself that uh, all of a sudden you find yourself you've gained 50 pounds and uh and all of a sudden you're having a lot more health issues than just uh just having some uh vision impairment
1: what larger and more extreme sports activities can the blind participate in are these like cross-country skiing yeah. Exchange. So you've got yeah. We have organizations,
0: and I, I guess you, you had read the article. So you saw you had Ski for Life. You have uh, uh, USABA, USABA, which which sponsors uh, you know cross country skiing and alpine skiing events in Colorado and Vermont every year. Um, you have surfing. There's an organization here on the East Coast uh, that we that I've gone out with is called uh, Surf for All. Uh, Then there's one on the West coast. I believe that's called waves for all. So, you know, in in the California coast. So there's, there's all kinds of uh, uh, extreme activities that you can get involved with if that's your thing. And like I said, I mentioned earlier, we have a lot of triathletes out there that, you know, that uh, compete in in triathlons and then you have the beat baseball organization, national association of beat baseball, which every year uh, you know, pre COVID and hopefully post COVID hosts, hosts a major, Uh, they call it the world series event where you'll have 23 to 28 teams come in from all over the United States. And, you know, there's usually one or two teams come in from Taiwan and other countries.
1: So it's a, it's a pretty big deal. Now I know this sounds intimidating, Ed, but some of these sports require participants to wear blindfolds. Yes. They're participating with other blind and visually impaired individuals. Is this to make the the, uh, game more fair? yes
0: it levels the playing field so you have somebody who is legally blind they you know they may have a restricted field of view but they could still have 2020 or 2030 vision um in in a 10 or 15% field of view you know competing against somebody who's totally blind i mean there's not a lot of fairness in that so one of the things that uh That the beat baseball program does that the gold ball program does and even the italian baseball game that we play does is everybody who steps on that field puts on a blindfold so you all have the same uh, the same sensory perception that you have to work with with, it's hearing touch smells you know (laughs) everything that goes out there and being being in being on that field so um it
1: levels the playing field there's another thing that might just be preventing people from participating in sports activities it's not just sitting in the house and not wanting to get out of the house because you feel isolated there's one other important thing what's that
0: finances
1: <laughs> cost
0: yes cost exactly yeah yeah it can it can be pricey at times uh, to do some of these sports but they're you know when you get involved in team organizations you work collectively with your team members, and they do a lot of fundraising. So if you participate, you help do some fundraising events, and you come up with ideas to raise money. It usually offsets the cost of flying your team to a to a baseball event, or or traveling to Vermont or Colorado for skiing. Um, there's all kinds of ways to work together on your team. If you want to do some individual sports or work on a more individual basis, there are organizations like the. Challenge Athlete Foundation, where you can actually put an application in, In usually in the fall, uh, based on, and, and you you itemize the things that you would like to do in, in, in the following year. And they'll give grants from 1000 to $1,500 for you to participate in sports.
1: Let's now get into safety. What should the blind and visually impaired do if they want to be safe when participating in any sport? Well, <laughs>
0: What you want to do is to make sure you, like I mentioned earlier, you want to be in shape before you you over you overdo something because you know you can you can yeah. hurt something. There, can there just must hurt be other easily. things. Though. Wear the proper protective gear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm always conscious of my vision, so I'll wear protective goggles a lot of times if I'm doing uh, pr- uh, uh, sports. Uh, skiing, I always make sure I wear a helmet when I go tandem bike riding. I've always has my helmet on, and and know the people that you that are with you, working with you. Make sure that they are in tune to your needs and are are aware of everything that you do and what you need to do and your limitations. And, and more importantly, know your own limitations and try not to exceed those unless you really, really, really know what you're doing.
1: <laughs> and, and if you, if you need it or want it, it never hurts to get a little help.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what I like about these, you know, doing, doing a lot of these sports and everything else is you are integrating, not just and socializing, not with just the blind community, but in these integrated sports, like the outrigging program, uh, the Achilles program for running the tandem programs where you bike ride, you're interacting with, with sighted people as well. So, you know, you're, you're really getting a a good, well-rounded socialization, making new friends, uh, creating, uh, you know, friendships and relationships. And it it just really helps you grow as an individual.
1: Well, you've talked a little bit about some of the physical activities you've done. Elaborate on those a little bit. Um, tell us about your
0: experiences. All right. So you mentioned earlier, you asked me a question about the blindfold, uh, playing sports. I had actually heard about the beat baseball program and was interested in going to do it. I heard about the blindfold it held me back for almost two years from going out there and, and doing it. <laughs> um, finally, I said, you know what? I want to give this a try. So I went out there, I uh, put the blindfold on, and I can't tell you the thrill I got the first time I made contact with the ball and, and was able to make it to a base safely. Um, and I was actually appreciative that I had a, a blindfold on because, you know, the tears were streaming down my face because <laughs> it was just it was just it was an incredible experience. <laughs>
1: Well, I remember um, being at the 2011 ACB Conference and Convention in Reno, Nevada, and um, in one of the um, ballrooms, reception rooms, we did blind darts, uh, blind darts. where We had the electronic dartboard and we threw the little darts on it. And um, I was a little bit worried about it at first, because like, I'm going to throw this with being wearing the blindfold, (laughs) I was going to be throwing the dart way somewhere else. hit somebody else, but I pictured in my head first before I put the blindfold on what the surroundings were like and then um, pictured how close or straight I was to the dartboard. And I just put the blindfold on and then um, just threw the dart like everybody else um, and and just did it. Uh, I, I don't think I hit the I don't think I hit the bullseye. (laughs) <laughs> but um, I hit probably to the left or to the right of the dartboard and got, I don't know, 30, 50 or 70 points. Yeah, yeah, that that was that's that's my blindfold doing sports or physical activity story. Yeah, well, part of the one of the things that we do, one of the
0: events that we do with Third Eye Insight, which is the martial arts program that I've been involved with out here on, on Long Island is we do blind archery. <laughs> so <laughs> once or twice a year, we get out, you know, we get out the targets and uh, you have the proper volunteers and we do the exact same thing. You get out there and somebody is uh, is physically describing to you where you are um, just like you do in the martial arts program when you're trying to learn katas and you're trying to learn moves, you know, someone is help positioning you and making sure your, your stance is correct. You're pointed in the right direction and you have to follow instructions to the T because you have to make sure you you do everything correctly. Because the last thing you want to do is hurt somebody. Um, but it is a, it's a great feeling to know that you've hit those targets. And uh, um, you know, do, do, you, do you always get a bullseye? No, but
1: uh, occasionally you might. <laughs> Now, when you did blind martial arts, did you do karate, judo, jiu-jitsu?
0: Uh, we do ninjutsu. So it's more of a self-defense type uh, environment. So uh, we we, you know, we work with that um, program. And it, it's it's, type of, it's a type of thing. Ninjutsu is a type of thing that if, if someone touches you or grabs you, you have the ability to to break that contact and get away. I mean, that's the purpose of it is more of a self-defense type thing, but, um, you know, it can be, it's very good. It was it, good for getting in shape. Um, it helped me with my vision loss. I was experiencing a lot of vertigo when I started losing my vi- vision to retinitis pigmentosa. And I found just the physical activity, getting in shape with the martial arts, doing yoga, which is also part of the program meditation. It really gave me, uh, gave me the ability to regain my sense of balance, uh, which, and the vertigo soon went away thereafter.
1: Yeah. I I used to, even though I'm still young, I used to get a little vertigo sometimes too, when I go outdoors and more open spaces, because it was just a little intimidating because I was indoors a lot. Mm -hmm. And, um, but you know, when you, when you, you're right. When you just get out there, when you just do some physical activity, it it really helps with all that. Yeah. Gives you health benefits, helps you build confidence
0: and uh, just gives you a good sense of well-being. I mean, that was the thing that I was dealing with when I first started losing my sight and I stopped working. I was, you know, I, I didn't have a lot to do. I didn't have really know how to be blind. I had a treadmill, I had a bike, and I had a neighborhood I could walk in because I lived in a rural area. I didn't have to worry about really getting hit by a car. And I bet you that the first, the year, first year after I stopped working because of my blindness, I was probably
1: in the best shape I had been in thirty years. That that is fabulous can you talk about some other success stories of blind people real quickly who've uh, got who've not only not only lost the weight not only lost that stubborn weight but also um have experienced a lot of health and social benefits associated with just doing physical activity outdoors
0: yeah i i'd probably have to say this is this is somebody who was a member of the third eye insight group that we did the martial arts with uh, there was a young young lady there, and you know she had had some some issues with mobility and getting around. So the, the martial arts gave her a little bit of confidence and things like that. And um, you know she had, her parents really wanted her to become more independent because they were getting older. So they did send her out to NFB Colorado for nine months out there to learn basically you know all, total independent skills, technology, things like that. I think the martial arts uh, program helped instill that confidence in her to embark on that. After doing that she came back she started running uh she started running with Achilles and she has run marathons in uh New York Boston um she ran the Paris 2 years ago and i believe she's running Philadelphia this year so it's uh it's great to see someone who was you know not super outgoing a little introverted to
1: really break out with that confidence that those are good stories um so the article i found that you wrote for Chelsea News which was also distributed across other publications. We're going to put that up on Com. There's also a list of resources below that article that I think our listeners may want to look at.
0: All right. Is Good. there anything and else I you want like to Yeah, if you, if you, yeah, if you could do one thing, Brian. Oh, sure. Go ahead. It's the Challenged Athlete Foundation. Anybody who, who needs to raise some money for doing sports and activities, uh look them up online and uh and you know put an application in and, and uh and it'll
1: help you offset some of the costs of doing some of these programs. Let me see. I'm writing in my hand now. The Challenged Athlete Foundation. Um, that's correct. Okay, I will have to look that up. And I'll also put that link up there too. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Ed? Nope, I just uh, it's great to great to be on your show. I mean I'm familiar
0: with it. Uh, uh you know, I do the uh I do a podcast as well. And I used to work with uh Randy Rusnak a little bit with Main Menu. I've had him yes. on on some of my previous uh my previous podcast, i Access VO. And uh now we're doing that real blind tech show, which we talk tech all the time on on uh, on your favorite uh podcatcher.
1: He was a great broadcaster, friend, colleague on ASB radio. And Ed, I think you just gave us some of the best tips for living healthier lives. Thanks so much great. for joining us today. No problem, Brian. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Before we go, listeners, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind, or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website that's speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. In my show archive, visit acbradio.org speaking out for sha blind Please note that there is a link located at the top half of the page and below the heading that says speaking out for the blind, where you can subscribe to the podcast feed and listen to Speaking Out for the Blind shows, ranging from episode 94 to the present. you also access the podcast feed at speaking out 4 sha pinecast. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening, and remember to speak out.
2: Here at ACB Radio Mainstream, we are always working to improve the quality of our programming. you have any feedback about anything you have heard here on acb radio mainstream please let us know by sending an email to support at acbradio.org that's support at acbradio.org you are listening to acb radio mainstream connecting the blind community
1: Join me, Brian McCallan, on Speaking Out for the Blind. The show airs on Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern on ACB Radio Mainstream East and 8 p.m. Pacific on ACB Radio Mainstream West.
2: Do you remember BPI? Oh, yeah, Blind LGBT Pride International. They're a special interest affiliate of ACB. Yes, they are the ones doing all these cool things at convention. Guess what they're up to now? Do tell. Their own show... It's called Pride Connection.
1: That's great, but what if I'm not a part of the LGBT community?
2: This is a show for everyone. Actually, non-LGBT and non-disabled folks are known as allies, and they are a huge portion of BPI's membership. Everyone is welcome. So what kinds of topics can I expect from Pride Connection? Fun and relevant topics for everyone, from blindness to LGBT education, technology to advocacy,
1: So when will Pride Connection take place?
2: Every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Be sure to tune in so we can all connect and learn while having fun. Pride Connection on On ACB ACB Radio Radio Mainstream. Mainstream. To sign up for our announcements, send a blank email to radio-announce-plus-subscribe at acblists.org. That's radio-announce-plus-subscribe at acblists.org.
0: You're listening to ACB Radio Mainstream. Learn more about us at our website,
1: www.acbradio.org.